0: Hello and welcome back to The Brew Interviews, the scariest show on the air since Rock of Love. I am Robbie and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend, Lauren. It is episode 71 and this week, we decided to go all Scooby-Doo on your ass and dive into some paranormal and true crime stories. So grab your Ouija board and your trench coat and join us this week on The Brew Interviews. My name is Robbie. I never believed in good beer till I came face to face with one. So I set out on a quest to capture what I once saw onto a podcast. Is anybody here? With no big camera crews following us around, I am joined only by my fellow investigator, Lauren, and our equipment tech, also Lauren. The two of us will travel to some of the most highly active craft brew locations, where we will spend an entire episode being locked down from dusk until dawn. This is the portal to Bush. Bush. Why don't you come up out of the ground and get us? Raw i want to scratch my extreme oh f-
1: stop stop running
0: these are our brew interviews so how you been lauren
1: well robbie i have been just dandy i really you can't
0: that's my word no that's, that's my, my word. word
1: i always, I always use that dandy. word i always use it i always Only because you
0: you hear me use it all no the
1: time. no you use it because you hear me use it all the time
0: you no 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 i am older than you therefore i am wider. no that's
1: not how that works
0: everything yeah i 100% how it works shut
1: up so anyways i (laughs) it's called his
0: story not her story
1: i hate you listen (laughs) fucking patriarchy okay um i'm dog sitting this weekend i'm dog sitting all the dogs uh for beer wench because she is off on a fun skiing adventure with her roller derby team
0: yeah it's most work you've done all week
1: uh well, it was actually a short week. I did not work on Monday, which was really nice. Instead, I went up and had lunch with Patricia because she did work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it? Wait, yeah, it was MLK Day, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And
1: I f- actually have it off for once uh, now because I have changed jobs, and that's wonderful. Um, you guys didn't have MLK Day off originally? N- hell no, which was why I went oh, up yeah. and had fucking lunch with her. That's true. So, yeah. yep, short week for me. Uh, dog sitting this weekend i'm gonna stay in all weekend and make myself some chicken jerky and some pork jerky because i don't have any beef
0: why chicken jerky (laughs) (laughs)
1: i'm i'm experimenting i think it'll come out good
0: do you have a dehydrator
1: yeah i do okay i love dehydrating things yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) such a a weird phrase (laughs) i love dehydrating i
1: love dehydrating things i actually wish i had gotten some fruit or something yeah that was on my tinder profile what up?
0: <laughs> loves loves to dehydrate things. Fruit. You want to stay meat, in in the weekend? And have
1: fun with me, and my dehydrator.
0: <laughs> you just stare at the the beef that takes twelve hours to dehydrate.
1: It doesn't take quite that long.
0: It takes a long time. I know. If you want to do it right, I know.
1: Well, I, with chicken, I was like looking it up, and you have to like pre cook it and stuff, and really, yeah, yeah, to like make it safe to eat. So you have to like pre-cook it to like so that there's no pink essentially and then dehydrate it from there.
0: Huh. So I'm going to. Sounds like you're just cooking chicken to be honest with you.
1: Essentially. Well, you're cooking it to dehydrate it. Uh, So tomorrow will be my prep day. Like tomorrow I'll prep all the chicken like I'll cut it and stuff and I'll marinate it tomorrow and then I'll dehydrate it on Sunday. Okay. Yeah.
0: You are living. An I know. Life. I, tell I know. You what. Oof, I tell you I've come what. a long
1: way since we started this podcast, Robbie. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're dehydrating all the meats.
1: Dehydrating all the meats. Oh boy. Well, how have you been, my fine sir? I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm good. I'm finally on day shift now. Oh, good. So that's, you see nice. much more alive only, today. That's only yeah. Thank you. You're it's welcome. only been about four months. Um, I, I have a new favorite restaurant. Who? What
1: is it? Okay. What is it?
0: It's called it's called Huckleberries, and it is a New Orleans, Louisiana, Southern comfort style restaurant.
1: Really? Is it a chain or is it a local restaurant?
0: Uh, no, it's a local restaurant. Yum! And it oh my god, I had the shrimp po' boy, which was awesome. Um, I've also had their uh, chicken and waffles, oh, which was I fucking, fucking amazing. Love
1: chicken and waffles.
0: I know. Ugh. I was like, this place is good yeah seal approval from me
1: wonderful all right well if you live in that area go there eat their food
0: yeah no we can't i can't advertise for businesses until they oh
1: yeah well you should see if they want to sponsor us maybe they'll give you free chicken
0: i was just thinking just give me free chicken i'll take that
1: that would be hilarious oh my god
0: lauren gets nothing
1: well that's all right so uh i see you drinking a beer there robbie what are you drinking
0: i'm glad you asked we don't normally talk about beer on the show so that's okay um i am drinking a beer from abomination brewing company
1: Okay, where are they from?
0: I, I don't know where the fuck are they are. Boston. Sweat. Brewed and canned by Dorchester Brewing Company. Oh, I think this is one of those. Is it? One company brewed it, the other one canned it kind of deal.
1: Probably. Or it's a distributed. It's like distributed out of there.
0: Well, it's, distri- it's distributed by
1: 12%. Oh my God, so this it's... is so confusing.
0: <laughs> it is very confusing. It says Abomination Brewing Company at the top. That's all. all right.
1: There. Well, it's from them.
0: Uh, it is called Wandering Into the Fog. It's a double IPA coming in at 8.6% alcohol. Oh, I like can that can.
1: Too.
0: Yeah, it's creepy. Um, they have a couple of different ones that are called like the fog, wandering into the fog. This is the mosaic version, and I got this from Tavor. Oh, actually, a while back.
1: Yes.
0: What if there's a can dating? Uh, there's not, but it's still pretty damn good. I've heard a lot about this. Yeah. I haven't really seen like nobody takes pictures of this beer. A yeah, whole lot I've never. Seen, I don't like think that.
1: I've seen that beer at all.
0: Yeah, I've heard it mentioned quite a bit, and it's my first time trying it, and I gotta say, I'm kind of impressed. This is very good, very juicy. Yeah? It's, I mean, you know Mosaic Hop as soon as you taste it, so it's yeah, not that's like true. It's surprising at all. Just just bitter enough. It kind of reminds me of a treehouse beer. Yum. Which is very good. Very good beer. Sweet. Good job.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> to whoever fucking made it, brewed it, distributed Thanks, it, a, a, canned it.
1: What is it? Abomination? <laughs> Abom- ab- abomination. Abomination Brewing in yeah. from somewhere in somewhere
0: hey, massachusetts
1: somewhere in massachusetts well it's very mysterious i like i like it for our topic tonight very mysterious yeah dear.
0: exactly exactly
1: now what about you lauren uh what am i drinking robbie well uh as featured on our instagram earlier this week i am drinking morning wood uh from the funky buddha uh they are in florida but i don't i don't remember where in florida um And it doesn't. It's all the same. Yeah, it doesn't say it on here, but I I got this when I went down there a while ago. So I've this beer has been aging in my apartment. Um, Hell yeah! It is from the Living Barrel series, and it is in an Imperial Porter. All right, wait, hold on. An Imperial Porter aged <laughs> in barrels with coffee, maple syrup, and natural flavors added.
0: Sounds thick as fuck. It
1: is thick as fuck, like, Robbie. It's like
0: three three C's thick. Yeah
1: yeah Three C's. it's fucking it's the, like the legs on this beer it's just stick don't it's like that. what is that not what it's called <laughs> the legs what well, yeah I'm, legs are like,
0: legs are a representation of the alcohol percentage but
1: oh my god no it's just like sticking to the sides of the glass it's like yeah it's so thick don't
0: don't think you're fancy yeah legs fuck it's, you. Thick
1: it's, thick. It's, it's thick in your mouth it's thick here. on your fucking glass it's gonna be thick in your stomach it is thick a <laughs> f Ooh. All right. Well, it tastes like maple syrup and bourbon we, and coffee. We it literally tastes here. what they like. What they said in it. Um, it's kind of like drinking a maple coffee and licking wood right after you take a sip. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? like you just fucking lick the inside of a barrel. It's good. Yeah. It's actually really good. um I'm, You ever
0: just had a stout and then licked a banister? Yeah. Like,
1: ah. mm, let me just fucking get some splinters all up on my tongue. All right. Well, look that what one banisters are you licking? Sorry. Got carried away. Oh, it's, boy. Uh, some
0: unfinished banisters. Man, fuck Lauren's <laughs> hanging out at.
1: Oh, I was getting into the kinky shit. Okay. So, anyways, Funky mm, Buddha. It's delicious. It's sweet. It's roasty. It's coffee. It's maple what was the percentage uh 11 11 mm-hmm. so tonight is gonna be a wonderful night
0: we both have i have a 8.6 like yeah and i
1: haven't b- really count. been drinking uh at all except for when we record and when i go to trivia so
0: trivia so you have been drinking well i only
1: have one beer at trivia so really yeah
0: really One, one big one big, beer. <laughs> one
1: big beer just like it's like it's 13%. actually a funnel uh right from the yeah. the tab the it's keg. just like in yeah i just you know yep all right good thing this isn't video recorded
0: <laughs> yeah have you ever uh, like funneled beer
1: no i haven't i, I have no? shotgunned no. some beers but i have never funneled a beer i'm not good at drinking Funnel's things fast
0: I'm not, but wouldn't I'm not either. But when you do it in like the funnel for some reason with a tube, it's it just is easier no, than I've thought. No, see, I'm very,
1: thing. I'm, I'm 100% sure that I will start drinking it from the funnel, and it will just come out of my nose and splash all over my clothes and get everywhere, and I'll be covered <laughs> in beer, and I don't like being covered in beer.
0: Yeah, just vomit. Yeah. No, I don't like being know covered in vomit. I've heard either. stories. I've heard stories. Ugh
1: new year's was rough
0: speaking of being covered in bodily fluids i was watching the uh the r kelly documentary oh my god <laughs> and i was like wow these girls are pretty fucking messed up what happened but
1: yeah fuck r but those kelly of you that don't know
0: he peed on a little girl he, he's
1: he's uh he's a predator and he needs to be in jail Spe-
0: we should do an episode on that
1: what r kelly how fucking terrible of a human he is
0: well i mean <laughs> not just r kelly but i mean the story as a whole yeah
1: we could do that let's yeah. talk about r, r kelly then, like, we can dive into being a fucking yeah
0: peeing on people mm. do you ever watch the Chappelle show growing up no when he does he does the r kelly spoof of one of his songs and i think i know the pee spoof song yeah i think i know that <laughs> chip, actually chip chip, chip chip chip
1: pee on you <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah it's good
1: <sighs> all right well
0: it's good so i heard you had a bit of uh, brew news for us well today. i
1: have just a little something to share do we want to let them know our topic and why this is relevant.
0: They'll know the topic in the intro when I do it. Oh. Remember?
1: Yeah. Yep. So, so to go along with our topic this evening, <laughs> uh, 19 Crimes Wine. I'm sure that uh, everyone that listens to this knows what that is. And if you don't, just go Google it. You've seen it in the grocery stores. Yeah. There are bottles of wine. <laughs> Every gas station. Yeah. Literally, they're just bottles of wine with like criminals on them. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: They seem to be the same couple of criminals, though.
1: Um, I think it's. Right. I think it. There, there are different ones. I don't fucking know how many there yeah. are. I don't drink yeah, the wine. It, the I have never ones... had it. Never had the it. It's good. I've heard it's good. The
0: wine's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing. That's fancy. It's like thirteen dollars a bottle, fifteen around yeah, there. Yeah, but
1: it's uh, but. it's kind of gone along with this craze of drinking slash, true crime podcast. True
0: crime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, but it's
0: for all those white girls out there.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, but. But Oh, wow, Bobby. that's
0: genius. Then, <laughs> <I know. laughs> think about it. What do white girls love? Wine. What else do white girls love? True crime. Combined them.
1: Oh, yeah. Brilliant.
0: Wow. Why didn't I get on the ground floor on this son of a bitch? Because
1: Frack. you're too busy hating on true crime paranormal podcasts.
0: No, I'm too busy hating on white girls.
1: <laughs> that too. Stop hating on
0: <laughs> with your fucking With women, your Bobby. juggings and your you Ugg boots. Patriarchy. No, not women. Not women.
1: White girls. Same difference.
0: I'm a racist, not a sexist. Oh, Could my
1: God. He admitted it. All right. Well, 19 <laughs> crime wine. Is coming out with a line of beer, of craft beer.
0: So it is genuine craft.
1: I think so. Yes. Uh, We'll launch three craft beers in the U.S. this March, and I'm not sure when this. uh, Oh, and this came out in 2019, March of 2019. So, so this article is a year old. Yeah, but it's not all over yet. So they only did like a test pilot in like Ohio to start
0: yeah it was like some yeah so
1: thing. it will start appearing i believe uh soon the article is not very long it's about three paragraphs uh it's just saying that they're going to feature the ones that they did on their wine on craft beer uh they're trying to come into this craft beer market and i think that that's totally fine as long as their beer is good yeah i was gonna
0: say i don't really care if i mean i don't even care if you're not craft i just care if the beer is good or not yes i mean that's the main reason we hate anheuser Bush is they mostly make <clears> fucking trash they make rice water not craft yeah, I love Heineken. Heineken's not craft; they make it good. Heineken's fine. You shut your mouth.
1: Well, I didn't say it was bad. Uh,
0: Mitch got me a giant bottle of Heineken. Yes, I, th- I think it was for my birthday. Yeah,
1: you drank it on the show, no. I think.
0: No, no, I did not.
1: Oh,
0: it's, it was a, it's like a giant champagne bottle of Heineken. I had had it in my fridge forever. That's hilarious. And I actually tri- I I opened it two weeks ago. Oh, really? I think it was two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Undrinkable. It, oh it had gone bad. no! It skunked. Yeah, I think like originally it, it probably just been like those novelty bottles don't sell really well so i'm assuming they were just like oh, sitting in the sun yeah, or probably. sitting somewhere and it just kind of went from cold to hot cold, oh, you know whatever no. but <clears throat> so yeah, it was it was bad like <laughs> couldn't couldn't even stomach it i felt bad but it, it's been it was a novelty it was a joke thing anyway so.
1: yeah still it's the thought that counts
0: hmm yep and he didn't think very hard
1: well there it is folks
0: I think that's when he also gave me a tampon for my birthday too. I don't know.
1: Hey, that's a good present.
0: Or was that Christmas I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> I have such nice friends. That's what Yeah. I just...
1: <laughs> well, I've never given you a tampon, got... so yeah.
0: hmm. no, no. And in return I just take his money each month on our Patreon account. Yeah. Patreon.com slash the brew interviews. If
1: you like this show and you would like to help support us, keep the uh, the laughs and the beer flowing, head on over to Patreon. Donate to us one time, multiple I, times. I
0: hate that you said that. Why? I hate that you said we <laughs> <laughs> sound like shitty YouTubers <laughs> or Instagram mob. If you want to keep the laughs and the beer? I was trying that was
1: what I was going for. Oh my god. I wanted- Your
0: money goes goes to neither beer Nor laughs. It goes to hosting this podcast. Yeah, it literally goes to our hosting fees. Yes, it goes not go into our pocket. So that's uh, no.
1: It's it's multiple hundreds of dollars a year for us to just host our podcast on different sites uh, for you to listen to. I control the money.
0: I control the money because otherwise Lauren would spend it on knickknacks and arts and crafts because she's a hoarder. You know what I, mean? I would so. spend
1: it on some beer, and I would spend it on <laughs> microphones for myself for when I'm uh, interviewing people, because our sound quality sucks when we do interviews. Um,
0: Lauren has a great job with a great pay, so don't don't listen. To
1: yeah, but we're supposed to be using our Patreon money for the podcast. I don't want to. Sp- we are. Yeah, for hosting. <laughs> just I'm just saying exactly. more people That's need expensive. to donate so we could do better things.
0: Yeah, like get a new host.
1: Oh no! So I can pay them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's enough of your yammering, right. woman. Yeah, Kay? okay. We're gonna move on to our main topic of the night, which, as you all know, is a little bit of true crime and a little bit of paranormal. Because we kind of figured, <laughs> why not change it up a little bit? Every once in a while, we might do something paranormal related, or uh, we've done a little bit of true crime. I think nothing. Uh nothing we crazy. did some
1: like death row last words death or something row? death row death row De- jethro Def- jethro <laughs> i like that we both <laughs> just said that
0: <laughs> yeah so we thought we'd change it up a little bit and actually each choose a story uh mine being paranormal lauren's will be true crime and just kind of of talk about them
1: yeah we're gonna be like all the other paranormal true crime podcasts Woo-hoo! Ooh, which i've been Lauren, binging all you? week i'm so excited <laughs> finally <laughs> I can live out Should my only be dreams listening to our stuff oh, i just woke the dogs up when i wooed so
0: oh god you're horrible anyway my paranormal story for the night is based off of the real annabelle
1: the real annabelle what is the fake the annabelle? annabelle
0: it's from the movies uh-huh. i don't know if you've watched any of i movies. watched the
1: first movie it's terrible i never want to see the second
0: one the, the conjuring or the annabelle movie uh i don't know she first shows Wherever, up at the conjuring
1: i don't think it's the conjuring i think it's the annabelle movie
0: so the actual it annabelle was movie. like
1: made in the 90s but it looks like it was made in like the 70s no. i don't know there is no two thousands i don't know (laughs) the conjuring
0: and the Annabelle movies were made like recently within the last ten. yeah i
1: think the Annabelle one is bad
0: no they're all no i don't think i
1: liked it i think it was really bad you don't
0: know movies i think i
1: watched it with steph and i think i it was bad and i did not like it
0: you don't know yeah because you hate everything fun and scary and no it was just i didn't think
1: it was a good movie like i didn't like i just didn't like it
0: anyway i'm gonna go over the annabelle story and we're gonna talk about it so to the spooky music No, 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 the other spooky music. And so it begins. In 1970, a mother purchased an antique Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby store. The doll had been a birthday present for her daughter, Donna. Who names her kid Donna? Well, I guess this was the 70s. All right,
1: I know which story this is. I know the real Annabelle. This is wonderful.
0: Donna was preparing to graduate from college with a nursing degree. She lived in a tiny apartment with her roommate, Angie. A nurse, as pleased with the cute Raggedy Ann doll, placed it on her bed as a decoration and didn't give it a second thought. Within days, both Donna and Angie noticed that there appeared to be something very strange and creepy about the doll. The doll mysteriously seemed to move about the house. Relatively small movements at first, such as a change of position, but as time passed, the movement became more noticeable. Donna and Angie would come home to find the doll in a completely different room. Sometimes a doll would be found with its legs crossed, arms folded, and other times it would be found upright standing on its feet. Which is kind of a horrific notion. What would you like. what would
1: you actually do if that happened to you? Like if that oh, was I actually fucking <laughs> happening <laughs> to you, what <laughs> what would you do?
0: Karate Chop, I would take I would take all the lessons I've learned studying martial arts. Okay? Which is none. Which Lauren, okay, I'm no.
1: <laughs> I have more karate versed, classes than you do. I'm
0: very versed nope. In the No, I'm arts. more versed in okay. martial arts
1: than you are, and you could yeah. still beat me in I, a fight.
0: I took classes online, and <laughs> I would come in, and I would chop it right in the fucking neck. What's what okay, Just like that? Don't test me. Don't test me. Yeah. Mm.
1: I Several would... times,
0: Donna. <laughs> no, you don't get in a sec. Okay.
1: I'd put it down the garbage This is my story.
0: Yeah, you would just say there would be a puddle of urine at the front door. <laughs>
1: that, too. I'd move. I'd leave it you, there and You move. know if
0: we... If we lived together, I would do this shit to you. I would just, like, find Which is why shit, we can't live together,
1: there. but we can live in the same apartment building, Robbie.
0: Several times, Donna sometimes left the doll on the couch before leaving to work and would return to find the doll back in her room on the bed with the door closed. Dun,
1: dun, dun.
0: I like the, I like the idea of a doll just kind of moving around the house. No, that
1: sounds fucking terrifying. I already yeah, I can't I find my shit, okay? I don't need it moving on me, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't be looking for the doll anywhere besides like.
1: I would be if I knew it was moving.
0: I think it'd be funny if it was like a sex doll.
1: Okay, that would, I don't know. That would make it even scarier because it's bigger. Oh, it would uh, it'd be uh, hilarious. Uh, the sex doll could beat me up. <laughs>
0: and you'd have to look for it be Like, where is that
1: guy? oh my god thing? no i'd be terrified that like i'm just gonna like turn the corner to go to the bathroom and this sex doll is gonna jump out of my closet at me fuck that i yeah, don't need least, that kind of like, like stress in my life
0: the annabelle doll in the movies is like actually creepy looking can you imagine it being a sex doll with like its mouth open and like <laughs> just like like, how scary can you be when you're getting ready to receive a cock? Like, you can't be that scary.
1: I honestly think a Raggedy Ann doll is more ter- would be more terrifying than the Annabelle doll and a blow up doll.
0: Well, it's not blow up, it's like one of the fleshy ones.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's even worse. I'm thinking like now, Betsy we're Blow up, not like fucking Betsy Suzanne blow-up. Jones. I don't, I don't know. Suzanne Jones? <laughs> that's what I think. Sex- <laughs> that's what I think. Sex doll names should be isn't that the
0: isn't that the name of the character from orange's new black i
1: have no idea <laughs> crazy crazy eyes
0: isn't her name suzanne jones
1: it's suzette isn't
0: it Su- Su- suz it's suzanne but suzanne. Isn't it? it's suzanne is it jones <laughs> i don't know it sounds familiar <laughs> could, you imagine, jones and... could
1: you imagine a sex doll a crazy eyes? A crazy
0: <laughs> eyes <laughs> hey everybody's oh, into whatever man. they want to be into, yeah but yes.
1: fucking that coming out you haunted no. It just
0: come at you. I have there. goosebumps right now,
1: Robbie. They're all over my arms. <laughs> I have goosebumps. Oh, no. <laughs> oh god, that's terrifying.
0: Uh, oh god. Back <laughs> to the story. Oh sorry. Anna, Annabelle the doll not only moved but could write as well. But a month into their experiences, Donna and Angie began to find the messages written on parchment paper that read, "Help us" and "Help Lou."
1: Who's Lou? The
0: handwriting. I don't. I, we'll get to. Okay. Them. I don't actually. I don't know if we do. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The handwriting as if it was written by a small child. The creepy part about the messages was not the wording, but the way they were written. At the time, Donna had never kept parchment paper on which the notes were written. In the house. Why were the commas? Why were the extra commas? There's like six extra commas. Also, Good lord.
1: Also, did a fucking doll just leave this apartment, go some like down the street to get some parchment paper and then come back?
0: It's a demon, Lord. How did a fucking demon wants? just
1: get some paper?
0: it's parchment it's like demonic it's the most demonic can, kind of paper can, you know that?
1: can a demon just conjure paper is that a thing i don't we could don't solve know. the fucking tree crisis if if demons could just make paper <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like how I like the like, like you believe demons are real doing <laughs> shit but you're just like we just have to talk to them
1: if we just, just explain have a conversation what's going on, maybe they can just make themselves useful and make some fucking more parchment, okay?
0: Hey, hey demon, make yourself <laughs> useful.
1: I'm gonna get so fucking haunted tonight, dude. You,
0: you tree planting motherfuckers? God, I hope so. Oh
1: no. I have three dogs to protect me. That's alright.
0: I have, yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> Luna will protect you have two, me.
0: Two wussies and a lazy dog. Yeah, Luna the lunatic.
1: Luna's the only one that would.
0: So that's the first part of the story, kind of like background of the doll. Uh, then they decided to hire a medium. And if you don't know what a medium is, it is it is uh, a woman who has nothing else to do in her or life, a man, so she pretends to or, talk to the dead. Or
1: a gender fluid individual. <laughs> usually
0: a usually a woman.
1: No, there are male ones.
0: Yeah, but not the good ones.
1: Well, that's because are men, men are it. too <laughs> listen, men can't are too...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I said, women are much better at faking it.
1: No, women are more sensitive, and men don't want to give in to anything that will make their masculinity seem, uh, threatened.
0: You were so out of touch. You're out of touch. All right. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Thank you. You're out of touch. You can never be a lawyer.
1: No. No, no.
0: (laughs) And he murdered them, sir. No, you murdered them. (laughs) What? No. (laughs) Oh, boy. What? One night, Donna came home to find the doll had moved again. Fucking doll. This time it was on her bed.
1: See, on the bed. That's where I draw the line.
0: Donna had come to find that this was typical of the doll, but somehow she knew that this time was different. Something wasn't right.
1: Yeah, because it's a a demon.
0: (laughs) A sense of fear came over her when she inspected the doll and saw what looked like blood drops on the back of its hands and its chest. Seemingly from nowhere, a liquidy red substance had appeared on the dog. Oh no. Scared and desperate, Donna and Angie decided it was time to seek expert advice. Put that
1: thing down the garbage disposal. <laughs> Fuck that dog.
0: That's going right out the window. Disposal. Right
1: out the window. I used to have one in my fucking apartment building. Took it.
0: A window or a garbage disposal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> my garbage disposal. It got they clogged, so window. they just fucking took it. <laughs>
0: Same with your toilet, I guess. Uh,
1: but listen, I haven't even, I have a light bulb that I won't even call them to change because I'm, I'm like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Just take, take my the whole light. Fucking light?
0: <laughs> You've lost your privileges. <laughs> uh, not knowing where to turn, they contacted a medium and a seance was held.
1: That Donna doesn't was sound in- like a smart idea.
0: No, it gets worse. Donna was then introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins, which I feel like is somebody we went to high school with. The medium related the story of Annabelle to both Donna and Angie. Annabelle was a young girl that resided on the property before the apartments were built. Nope. They were happy times. Fake news. She was, she was a young girl of only seven years old when her lifeless body was found in the field upon which the apartment complex now stands. The spirit related to the medium that she felt comfort with Donna and Angie and wanted to stay with them and be loved. Just like you, Lord. Fake news. Feeling compassion for Annabelle and her story, Donna gave her permission to inhibit... Inhibit. It does say Inhibit.
1: Inhabit?
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be inhabit, but they wrote inhibit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> feeling compassion for Annabelle and her story, Donna gave her permission to inhabit the doll and stay with them. Just... They were soon to find out, however, that Annabelle was not what she appeared to be. This was no ordinary case and definitely no ordinary doll. You can talk now. Oh.
1: <laughs> if it, <laughs> it says it's a, a fucking kid, it's definitely a demon. You never believed that. Ever. This
0: was 1970. I don't, they don't give a
1: shit. shit. I don't give a shit. Also, why would you invite a ghost to live with you? I'd be like, bitch, you need to move on. You need to move on. Well, they weren't on. hurting anybody. No, it doesn't matter. The doll is up walking around my house, and it had blood on it, and it had paper that was not in my apartment. Absolutely fucking not. That doll is not staying with me. No.
0: What if it wrote, like, loving notes?
1: That's even <laughs> like, creepier. <you're> the best. <laughs> That's even creepier. No.
0: Good job, dude. <laughs>
1: all right well if it said good job you don't too, want like inspired like,
0: yeah like be, right. like inspiring notes like have a good day buddy and you're like, like yeah. no but
1: then i'd be scared it's just being like cordial
0: <laughs> maybe it is maybe it wants to be no
1: i don't know you know what spirits are fine but like mm, don't okay. hang out in my apartment <laughs> thank you please now we move to on everyone.
0: to we move on to lou's account remember when it said helped lou and Oh, that shit oh that's a dog
1: yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> robbie got scared the Annabelle was in my I apartment brown nose <laughs> all
0: right a little bit of background on lou lou was donna and Angie's friend and he would stay at their place a lot of the times back in the day and he had always had uneasy feelings about the doll.
1: yeah because it's a demon
0: <clears throat> this brings us to the first of two incidences oh, no. with lou first incident lou awoke one night from a deep sleep and in a panic once again, he had a recurring bad dream, only this time, somehow, something seemed different. It was as though he was awake but couldn't move. He looked around the room but couldn't discern anything out of the ordinary, and then it happened. Looking down towards his feet, he saw the doll, Annabelle. It began to slowly glide up his nope. leg, moved over his chest, nope. and then stopped. Nope. Within seconds, the doll was strangling him. Nope. Paralyzed and gasping for breath, Lou, at the point of a six- asphyxiation, blacked out. Nope. Lou awoke the next morning, certain it wasn't a dream. Lou was determined to rid himself of that doll and the spirit that it possessed it. Lou, however, would have one more terrifying experience with Annabelle. This brings us to the second No, no, no.
1: No, 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 no. What? After that first incident, I take that doll. I don't care if it's my friends or not. I take that doll and I throw it in a river.
0: So I think the story actually goes deeper. I'm not going to get into it, but they tried getting rid of the doll. And it just showed up.
1: Did it come back?
0: Yeah, I think that was. You get
1: rid of that doll, of the and story. then you move immediately. You so, pack everything up. You don't <laughs> talk about where you're moving. You throw it in a river. Doesn't work. And you move.
0: Doesn't work. So I I have the book. I have the book written by Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, about this yep. case. I couldn't find it because it's you packed do? away right now. Yeah. It's a good read. They do it with a bunch of other cases too that they talk about, but this brings us to the second incident with Lou. Uh, All right. A little bit of background. This incident, um, apparently, they had saw, thought somebody had broken into the apartment.
1: Except it was the fucking doll.
0: It was the fucking doll. And then this is kind of, of course, they had the guy go check it out and make sure, you know, so they don't get murdered, right?
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, I would send you in first, <laughs> Exactly.
0: Too. Lou scoured the room for forced entry, but nothing was out of place. But as he got close to the doll, he got quite a distinct impression that somebody was behind him. Spinning around, he was quick to realize that nobody else was there. Then in a flash, he found himself grabbing for his chest, doubled over, cut and bleeding. His shirt was stained with blood, and upon opening his shirt on his chest was what looked like to be a seven. Or, nope, read that wrong. I assumed I assumed what it was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and upon opening his shirt, there on his chest was what looked like to be seven distinct claw marks. Three vertically oh, and four horizontally. All were hot like burns. These scratches healed almost immediately, half gone the next day. Fully gone by two days. Which is a little suspect. You're just like, oh, it's gone now. You, you couldn't prove that i would have taken scratched. pictures right away this is 1970 so whether or not they had a camera on hand like, polaroid you know I
1: mean? gear polaroid you probably get it would have gotten a picture of the fucking demon too
0: <laughs> yeah so many demon pictures on a polaroid
1: yeah you know you take pictures and things show up in it
0: <clears throat> so they had called a um uh like a pastor somebody to come check the place out someone
1: to fucking drown that thing in holy water yeah
0: and then that's when the pastor reached out to ed and lorraine warren and if you don't know who they are, they're a famous demonologists. Uh, the wife, uh, Lorraine, was a medium. Uh, Ed was a demonologist, and they have a lot of famous cases about possession. I didn't realize she spirits. was a medium. Yep. Yeah. Oh. She she was alive until I think recently. Five right? Five years ago, give or take, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Ed passed away first, and then and then she was still yeah. running her occult museum that has Annabelle still in it. But it's pretty oh crazy. shit. Oh yeah.
1: <clears throat> I'm surprised it's not in Zach Baggin's. Uh, yeah. Museum. <laughs> Fucking
0: sack back. Anyway, this brings us to the investigation. Dun, dun, dun. So the father reached out to Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed and Lorraine Warren immediately took interest in the case and contacted Donna concerning the doll. The Warrens, after speaking with Donna, Angie and Lou came to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was not in fact possessed but manipulated by an inhuman presence.
1: So that demon did just like fucking drop the doll and like walk down the street against parchment paper and come back.
0: So it gets a little confusing because you'll hear in a second. Spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people. An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or an object and this is what occurred in the Annabelle case. So the demon attached itself to the object but did not possess the object. If that make sense yes this spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get recognition truly the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll it was looking to possess a human host at the conclusion of the investigation the warrens felt it appropriate to have a recitation of an exorcism blessing by father cook to cleanse the apartment the episcopal blessing of the home is a wordy seven page document that that is distinctly positive in nature. Rather than specifically expelling the evil entities from the dwelling, the emphasis is instead directed towards filling the home with the power of positivity and God, in this case. Jesus! (laughs) Ed Warren, at Donna's request, and as a further precaution against the phenomena ever occurring in the home again, the Warrens took the Annabelle doll home along with them. And that is currently... And then they got in
1: a car accident and almost died.
0: They did not... (laughs) They something happened, yeah, in the car. And the, Oh really? So, so the story goes I was just making that you know, up. Yeah, so uh when they were taking the doll home, Ed refused to drive on the highway for that reason.
1: Oh yeah. He was concerned. Oh actually I think I might have known yep, that. Yeah, so
0: they took the back actually. roads and something did happen, but they it was whatever and they and they, they almost like, had to the tire or something. Yeah, and then when that happened, they were like, Fuck you doll and they just doused it with holy water and prayers, and they're just like fucking bitch. And they brought it home and then originally it was not in a case there is a specific like case that they put the doll in
1: why would you not put that thing in a case so
0: well they had a whole room that was locked away dedicated to items attached to the occult and the doll would just like show up in their bedroom apparently and just like other places and there was a time terrifying um they said it's responsible for two deaths for people who that visited the museum and accidentally fucked with it all um, one guy was tapping on the glass and making you know being like, "Oh, you're just a stupid fucking." Don't doll. fuck
1: with haunted shit, guys. Got in a motorcycle
0: crash on the way back. Um, there was a a young priest who was like training or something like that, because the mm-hmm. Warrens would have a priest come to the house like every week and then bless the doll so it wouldn't fucking murder kids. And this priest like poked fun at it. it. Is like, "Oh, you can't do shit. You're just a fucking doll." But he, he, what he, a he dumb didn't say he priest. didn't say fucking, but
1: um, he might have. I, I
0: don't think. Yeah, and the priest died. Something happened to the priest. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, it was pretty fucked up. But yeah, that's kind of the story of Annabelle. Damn, it's pretty pretty crazy.
1: Ah, oh, Annabelle.
0: Annabelle, I love the story. And it was of Annabelle.
1: a raggedy Ann doll.
0: Yeah, it's a raggedy and doll OG. in real life. Yes, but in the movies, that they obviously had to it's make like it It's like a creepy, creepy looking doll. Yeah, I think I think it still like would a have a been creepy. Like a doll. Yeah, but I think they wanted more like emotion, like expressive emotion, in the doll, for a movie, which I, makes sense
1: i guess i think that lack of emotion would have been scarier
0: uh, maybe maybe like just a fucking articulation like maybe? working
1: with lighting i think that would have been cool oh yeah
0: yeah fucking assistant director lauren over here knows all the shit about it.
1: <laughs> all right well listen i just didn't like the movie
0: you know how many homemade sex tape lauren's lauren has directed and those are the scariest movies i've ever seen so maybe listen, you'd be pretty which good are
1: at none it. thank you sure yet no <laughs>
0: let's go danny
1: all right well listen <clears throat> um <laughs> let me just uh top off my beer here i'm gonna empty this bottle right into that cup okay okay is it my turn
0: it is your turn i'm ready for i'm ready for some true crime
1: true crime all right well my <laughs> that's topic... supposed to be
0: like the true, color, so. <laughs>
1: true <Yeah>. colors. so true colors hey it works right so, my my story is a tad lighter uh, than your story, Robbie. How <laughs> is though true it is crime like a tad lighter? True crime story. <laughs> Mine's about
0: rape. Okay, it's lighter than Robbie's. Where Robbie, so <laughs> okay. Robbie <is> going?
1: <laughs> so, my story tonight is about the great Canadian maple syrup heist.
0: Wow. Oh, am I supposed to be very <laughs> Wow. <laughs>
1: Are you so excited to hear I'm, about this I'm maple not, syrup heist? I am not. <laughs> why not? Well, it goes along with the theme of my beer. That's why I chose this one because it has maple syrup in it. Uh, this is actually a pretty big deal, Robbie. It's a big deal.
0: Well, yeah. getting Gallon for gallon, syrup is the most expensive liquid on the planet.
1: Exactly. Uh, and so a uh, maple syrup heist in Canada, which is the largest producer of maple syrup, is a big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> so in 2011
0: whoa wait, wait. is there a cri- is this crime called anything
1: yes the great canadian maple syrup that's Heist. It? it
0: doesn't have a cool name that's
1: literally what the crime is called oh
0: my god they should call it from like from tap to trap like like when they catch them can we call it that Can we call
1: it? <laughs> sure robbie <laughs> sticky business <All> right. <laughs> sticky business <laughs> all right that's the name of this <laughs> this one guys Sticky business. (laughs) 2011. Nope. Sounds like a porn. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's. All right. Well, uh, so 2011. Picture it. Quebec. Nearly 540,000 gallons of syrup was stolen, which equals a street value of 13.4 million, making this the most valuable heist in Canadian history crazy. So, a little bit of background. Uh in Canada, they have this uh sort of federation uh which is the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers, uh Fpac. Mm-hmm. Cuz in French it's it spells Fpac. I, don't, I can't say it in French, so don't worry about it. So, Fpac was formed in 1966 uh by a group of maple syrup producers. And essentially what this does is it controls all of the maple syrup in Quebec. So in order to sell maple syrup in Quebec, you have to be part of this federation. But this federation holds a reserve of maple syrup. So you have <laughs> an allotted amount of maple syrup that you can sell God. as a producer. And the rest of like anything extra that you make, you have to send to this Reserve. You have to send to the Federation for them to put in their reserve, and they control the amount of maple syrup that is released into population. So, like, there's a bonkers. I know, right? It's it's essentially like this Federation is referred to as like like a essentially like a mafia, like a maple syrup mafia of Canada. So, um, like on years where there's lots of maple syrup production, like they get a lot of reserves, and on years where there's low, they have backup to sell out. So. With any sort of federation with regulations like this, there's always kind of crime that surrounds it. A lot of people that produce maple syrup are not happy about this because they want to be able to sell Whatever their maple syrup because yeah. when it's sent to the reserve, they don't get paid until it's sold. So if they make like they can only make a certain amount of money a year essentially if they like hit the highest thing. Mm-hmm. They they can't go over that. Um, So, FPAC represents 77% of the global maple syrup supply. So, this is, like, controlling most of the world's supply of maple syrup. Uh, It's been compared to a cartel. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) The heist was from this reserve. This Federal Reserve. Um, It was discovered because once a year, FPAC takes an inventory of the barrels. Once a year. All of these hundreds of thousands of barrels are held in one facility, um, and once a year somebody comes and checks them out. So this guy was climbing, they're just stacked, stacked on top of each other. So this guy was climbing up on the barrels to take inventory of them when the barrels just like fucking were all wobbly and he almost fell off. And these barrels are filled with maple syrup. So they should not be wobbly. They're like 600 pounds each. So obviously he was like, all right, well, what the fuck? Why did I almost just fall off 600 pound barrels? So he tapped on the, the barrel and it was like hollow. It didn't have anything in it. So he opened it up. No maple syrup. So he's like, all right, well, shit. He calls the headquarters. He calls the police. Uh, eventually, the Royal Mounties get involved, along with U.S. Customs. U.S. Customs? They... U.S. Customs. Why U.S. Yep. Customs? <clears throat> well, we, you'll find out. So he calls the police. Uh, they start gathering up a team of investigators. They had 250 investigators. This was the biggest crime scene that they had ever had, like, in Quebec. <laughs> um, they went around to see how many barrels were empty. You know how they did, you know how they checked? How? Every barrel, Robbie? They they tapped on it, they tapped oh, on yeah. every single one. And some of them didn't sound quite right because they were filled with water <laughs> and others were just empty. Wow. Um, And the best part about this is because it's Canada and it's maple syrup and they're like, who the fuck's gonna come steal some maple syrup in Canada? There were no video cameras. No video cameras, no like guards. They left the no... door unlocked.
0: Yeah, they just... It
1: essentially was just a garage with a lock on the door. Yeah. That was holding hundreds of thousands of barrels of maple syrup. Um, the police get to work, tried to investigate it. Uh, they ended up having 223 witness interviews for this because they didn't have any idea where to start. Mm -hmm. They were like, all right, well, let's just talk to everyone that's involved in the Federation. So they were talking to basically everyone in the maple syrup business in Quebec. Uh, They executed 40 search warrants and they ended up making 26 arrests, (laughs) Uh, but it didn't, not all of them quite panned out. So during these witness interviews, um, the name, I'm going to butcher these because they're all French names. I'm so sorry. Uh, Richard, Valeris Valeries, Valeries, Valeries. Was that good? I that wasn't. No, a...
0: you're horrible with accents.
1: V a l l i e r e s. But there's a little tilde over the. Is that a tilde? <laughs> Is that what the little dash, the little accent
0: I'm sorry. What did you just say? Ex-sante ex-sante, yeah, ex-sante It's. Is that an French... accent like a? Yeah. Is that it's an the... accent mark. How French. do
1: you say that? How do you pronounce that? I name, think it right?
0: depends on. I don't know. I didn't see it. i don't
1: French, French, Canadian, and French are different. So, I don't know. (laughs) you don't know. Uh, Anyways, so so Richard, Richard kept coming up. Dick. Dick kept coming. Dick, Dick kept coming up in all these witness uh, interviews, Um, and he was known. He was like a known barrel roller, which is essentially somebody (laughs) that sells maple syrup on the black market. Canada's because there was a black market for maple syrup from these people that didn't want to send their extras for the reserves. Yeah, makes sense. Um, So, anyways, that guy's name kept coming up and meanwhile, while they're doing all of these uh, witness interviews, they're collecting evidence at the crime scene and they are finding fingerprints, they're finding shoe prints, they are finding dents in the barrels because Mm -hmm. they had to use forklifts to move them. Um, So... What they ended up doing was matching the forklift, like the indents from the forklift, to a certain brand of forklift. And they reasoned that it was rented in that area. Mm-hmm. So they just went around to the stores and were like, hey, let me see the list of names rented it out. of people that rented forklifts. Yeah. And one of the names on one of those lists uh, matched another name of somebody that was also coming up in a lot of witness interviews named Sebastian Hirtas I don't know, I can't never mind um, yes, so, so yeah, I lost stroke. my stroke,
0: there's a mini stroke there
1: <laughs> yeah so they have the name of this barrel roller guy, they have the of uh, Richard of Dick, they have uh, Sebastian, who was the one who rented the forklift uh, turns out the common link between these people and the the garage or the warehouse or wherever that these barrels were kept was Avic Haron. Haron. Keep going. Anyways, he's the owner of the storage building yeah. where the maple syrup was held.
0: It was an inside job. I knew that from the first 10 seconds of the story. It,
1: yes, it 100% was an inside job.
0: Yeah. To move that amount of, of liquid and... That preparation, that's crazy. That's definitely inside, yeah.
1: Do you want to know how they did it, Robbie?
0: I'm assuming they just let them in at night, and they tapped the barrels, and then got it away.
1: (laughs) So what they did, all of the barrels in in this warehouse are all uniform. Every single one looks the same. They're all like a light blue paint, or like a white paint, and they all have a label with the Federation seal on it. So what they did was they got 140 barrels or 104 barrels or something like that, painted them to look exactly the same, made fake labels, they came in and they swapped them out with the filled barrels. So they came in, replaced them, took the other ones out, and then they moved those barrels, the Federation barrels, to a different warehouse also owned by Avic. Avic, I don't know. Um, he's Italian. He's it turns out he has connections to the mafia. So anyways, to another warehouse that he owned, um, where they then siphoned the maple syrup out of the Federation barrels into different barrels because they can't sell Federation barrels to people. Um, and then they filled the Federation barrels that are now empty because the maple syrup has been removed with stream water from behind one of their houses. And then they brought them back to the warehouse and switched them back out. And but eventually the freeze, or the um, the stream froze over, so they couldn't fill the barrels from it anymore. So they just put them back empty, which is why there were some empty ones. <laughs> um, but this was going on for months. Like, this didn't all oh, no, happen. Yeah, this was,
0: this was probably a long yeah, time. Yeah, they, like,
1: this was, like, a rotational thing. Yeah. Because nobody fucking checked on the maple syrup. There are no cameras. Nobody's looking at anything. What year was this? So. 2011? 2011. 2011. Yeah. So once... They have siphoned out the maple syrup into another barrel. They prepped it. Um, they need somebody from the Federation to be able to sell this maple syrup uh, because everything's regulated. Everything is so regulated. They they can't sell it like on the black market, like at the cost that they wanted to. So turns out Dick's dad Raymond uh, is part of the Federation. And so he sold the barrels to Etienne.
0: Somebody being in the US?
1: Nope, they're still in Quebec. So they shipped them, they sold them to the St. Pierre guy in New Brunswick because the Federation only covers Quebec. So because he's from the Federation, he sold it to this guy in New Brunswick who then sold it to like little purchasers. Everybody. yeah. Yeah, essentially, he distributed it. And they were able to tie all of these things together obviously because they're dumb. Do you want to know what they were sentenced with, Robbie?
0: <laughs> Did they drown them in maple syrup baths?
1: That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes. We said it Tartan to death. this. but like with maple no, syrup. No, no, we said
0: you do this, by hanging from your legs. We dip you in the maple <laughs> syrup, yeah? Right in the bottom. <sighs> And then they oh, drown. Shit. That'd be fucked up. Like, like Canada's like just so fucking like. You think they're all nice, but then they sentence you to death by drowning in maple syrup. Drowning That'd be in
1: maple syrup. Fucked
0: up and so fucking fucking rock and roll. That'd be so awesome.
1: Oh, my that's
0: how I want to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, you right.
0: I'm a New Englander, so that's different, I guess. But I want to die in maple syrup bath.
1: <laughs> oh, die in a maple syrup. <laughs> If you're gonna go any way, it better tr- be in a a true bath New Englander, maple syrup. A
0: true New Englander wants to die in maple syrup.
1: Well, you're not wrong, Robbie. Yeah. I think that that's cremate me and just mix me in with some maple syrup. That's... Put me on
0: some pancakes and
1: don't eat me though. <laughs> I'm, I'm eat the. You never shit know of what him. part you're gonna get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what happened to him?
1: Oh, anyway, so once uh, all of this was figured out, um, uh, Dick, Raymond. Uh, Estine St. Pierre, uh, Avic, and Sebastian were all convicted. Uh, Dick, because he played the biggest role in all of this. Of course, Dick did. Dick (laughs) Dick was the biggest dick in this entire heist. He argued that he had been forced to buy a stolen syrup and replace it with water after being threatened by an unnamed man carrying a gun. Uh, The jury did not buy that. So he was found guilty of theft, fraud, and trafficking stolen goods and was sentenced in April of 2017 to eight years in prison. Plus, he had to pay a fine of $9.4 million uh, with an extension (laughs) of 14 years if he did not pay that fine.
0: Which he's not. That's so much money. That's cray.
1: That's so much money. Yeah. Uh, His father... Richard. Oh, nope. nope. His father, Raymond. Yep, there it is. His father, Raymond, was convicted of possession and sentenced to a jail term (laughs) of two years, uh, minus one day to be served in the community, uh, as well as three years probation, and was required to pay $9,840 within one year or go to jail for six months extra.
0: You have been convicted of holding maple syrup. And they just, like, you know, like, like they like, bust into his house with a search warrant. You know you know how, like, in the cop movies, when they find cocaine, they take a knife and they, mm-hmm. and they like, taste it a little bit. Like, yep, that's the pure stuff. And he just goes in with his finger in, like, a bottle. Of... <laughs> that's no, no. easy. He, <laughs>
1: he has, like, a, a spoon of, like, uh, snow that he dips in. It's just, like, the, <laughs> the like, sugar on snow. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, St. Pierre uh, was accused of buying the stolen syrup and rebranding it and selling it in New Brunswick uh, as New Brunswick Maple Syrup uh, reportedly told the jury you can't prove what tree the syrup came from well actually you probably could you you probably could I'm sure
0: there's some sort of I don't want to say DNA but there's some sort of plant something tree DNA something you could extract I bet you could figure out at least what species and where it came from like region wise
1: well, it's either gonna come from a, a sugar maple or a what red maple?
0: But I mean, from, from 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 maples. where? I bet they could figure out where it came from. What
1: region? Like what? I, fa- I bet you could tell. What, I don't know.
0: I bet you could tell what farm if you get sciencey I don't enough.
1: Because that shit's like cooked down. It's turned into stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, he was found guilty of fraud and trafficking stolen goods. He was also sentenced to jail for two years minus one day to be served in the community, as well as three years probation, and he must pay $1.3 million over 15 years or be imprigi- imprisoned for five years more. So, that sucks. Um, Avic Sharon, uh, the insider who owned the fucking warehouses, uh, he was sentenced to five years in prison plus a fine of $1.2 million. And Sebastian... Who was the truck driver in all of this? Uh, he was found guilty of transportate transport. I don't know. Nope, I read that wrong. Anyways, he got eight months in prison. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, also, this whole ordeal uh, was featured on an episode of Dirty Money, which is featured on Netflix. Um, is that where you got this, a- bro? No, so I actually got this topic from the podcast Wine and Crime. They did an episode on Canadian...
0: Oh, God, uh, so you stole it from somebody?
1: Oh, come on. Like, every fucking paranormal podcast ever hasn't done Annabelle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but Annabelle's cool.
1: (laughs) Annabelle's cool. Maple syrup's awesome. If it weren't for maple syrup, I wouldn't be drinking this beer right now. (laughs) Who knows? This could have been heisted maple syrup, Robbie. They never recovered all of the barrels. Oh, no. Which is why U.S. Customs got involved. Uh, to just circle back, because uh, the guy in uh, Saint Pierre like shipped it to like uh, Vermont and New Hampshire and Maine and, and like Japan and all Germany, <laughs> like all over the world, but like mostly to the Northeast. So, who knows? Who knows? We could be eating fucking bootlet hot syrup. They call it hot, hot syrup. syrup. You- Hot syrup. God, this is the
0: dumbest <laughs> crime ever. It's crazy.
1: Uh, well there's a documentary coming out uh next year called The Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist. Oh, God. Uh, you so mean, sticky keep an eye business. Out for that. Sticky business. Sticky business. Oh boy. <laughs> so, if you want to hear uh wine and crime do it, go check them out. It's called it's their uh, Canadian Crime episode. Yeah. Yep.
0: They have enough listeners, don't go to them. <laughs> They have listen to us listeners.
1: well i saw them live they're they were they're they cool they they have beautiful minnesota accents didn't they snub just... you for like a no that was uh and that's why we oh, drink. Okay. <laughs> so fuck you <laughs>
0: and fuck you and that's why we drink
1: yeah but i love paranormal chicks so Who's go that? check them out and go check out our friends the golden ghouls yeah yeah we're gonna have them on an episode at some point we got to figure that shit out
0: yeah i think i was supposed to email them then you were supposed to email them Then i was supposed to email yeah. them and then we just got busy well, we with life should...
1: <laughs> yeah sorry ghoulies um we'll we'll get back to you we promise I blame it was long. bad communication on our part maybe when you move back here we can all just get we'll figure it we'll talk about it later yeah. okay
0: big big, well, big orgy big orgy
1: yeah we're gonna have a big, big orgy a it. golden
0: ghouls, golden orgy. ghouls.
1: <laughs> all right well maybe not i mean danny you can come too if you want. <laughs> yes okay <laughs> Yeah. Before we
0: go, we're going to rate our beers real quick.
1: Ooh, I forgot that we did this. Ooh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Some episodes we definitely have forgotten. <laughs> All right, I drank The Fog, The Wander... Well, it's got a long name. Wandering Into The Fog from Abomination Brewing Company. 8.6% double IPA. It was very good. Ooh. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad this is one of the few beers where the hype actually was true
1: good and it's older right you've had it for a while i've
0: had it at least for four months plus five six okay months. well
1: then it's probably fine if you had it for longer than that i'd say that it's probably even better
0: i've had an alchemist in there that was there like a year old and i had it and it was still perfect
1: yeah but well, i know so, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm saying like yeah. if you have it right away it's like real good and if it's still good like a year later then that's great yeah 100 percent. yeah
0: so for all you fucking beer snobs out there who are like oh i can only drink ipas that are 30 days old and if they're not i'll just get rid of them like you fucking moron
1: if you uh are one of those people and you're listening to our podcast please send (laughs) us those beers that are more than 30 days old because we will happily take them off of your hands because beer is expensive and we like drinking it (laughs) i
0: don't think they realize ipas were meant to be like long-lasting beers to go hops you know I mean? are
1: literally <laughs> preservative hops are literally a preservative it's
0: crazy it's like
1: no. i'm gonna live forever i have so many hops in my body
0: no i've seen the way you, <laughs> you're gonna die precy
1: yeah um, you're not wrong
0: i'd probably give this one like a three seven five. Mm. It's very good i highly recommend it if you get a chance i know they have a couple different versions of this which i would love to try
1: well that sounds wonderful robbie <clears throat> i drank tonight
0: uh, <laughs> I drank t- yeah, no shit,
1: Lord. <laughs> I drank tonight, and what I drank Just like tonight every night. was Morning Wood. Um <laughs> uh, Morning Wood and is a bourbon barrel aged Imperial Porter. Uh and it was aged in barrels with coffee, maple syrup, and natural flavors. It is from Funky Buddha Brewing in Florida somewhere. Um, ooh, Oakland Park, Florida. Found it. Um and it is 11% ABV. And I really liked this porter. Um I'm not usually one on the heavy beers, but I was really feeling the coffee and the maple syrup. Uh it's fucking delicious. It's it's thick as hell. Uh but I'm going to give it a 3.5.
0: It's not bad.
1: Yeah, it was it was really good and I can drink the whole thing by myself and it's one of the 750 Milliliter bottles. I can drink it all right. by myself. I can drink it all by myself, but usually if it's a porter in that big of a bottle, like I, I have to split it with someone because I can't I'm drink that much. I'm a big kid now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I am. I am that drinking this beer, drinking this morning wood. I'm a big kid now. All right. Don't that put is... kids and morning nope. wood in the same sentence. No, nope. okay.
0: that's a horrible way to end this up. That just wraps it up for this episode of the Brew Interviews. You can find us on our yep. Instagram account at the Brew Interviews or on Twitter at the Brew Interviews. You can also send us an email at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com or on Facebook under the Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com/thebrewinterviews and become part of the Brew Interviews family, just like these few people: Hillary, Mitch, Steph, Karen, Danny, and Jess. Thank you very much for supporting the show. Also, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. Be sure to head over to redbubble.com and search The Brew Reviews and buy some of our cool merch with our wonderful logo from the great Kristen Carroll.
1: Yes, do it. Um, no.
0: Good. For The Bruin Reviews, I'm Robbie.
1: And I'm Lauren.
0: Good night. That was like chocolate. Yeah, do you want to do it
1: again? Nope, that's final. Okay, (laughs) well, let that haunt your dreams. (laughs)
0: This has been the Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast-to-coast with Lauren and
1: Robbie. And I really like Dick. It's thick as hell.